When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest anthology by Laurie Wilde, Priscilla Oliveras, and Sarah Skilton, Summer in the City. Witty, fun, and totally on trend, Summer in the City is the perfect rom-com anthology, written by three authors known for their sense of humor, spicy romance, and fresh approach to falling in love. Each connected novella follows a different woman from a group of NYC friends whose plans to escape the summer heat with a fabulous girls-only weekend suddenly loses steam when an unexpected blackout cuts off power to all of Manhattan. But while the lights are out, enemies become lovers, friends find they have more in common than a pack of matches, and the city really heats up. I know from living there that there's nothing like summer in Manhattan. The days are long and the nights are even longer, but when the lights go out on the city, fireworks explode. You can find Summer in the City by Lori Wilde, Priscilla Oliveras, and Sarah Skilton wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is how to date safely after COVID. Let's find out. Hey guys, I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. The world is starting to open. People are starting to emerge from the confines of their homes. And depending where you are, COVID is slowly starting to fade. And we know what's been on all of the Kinda Daters' minds. I'm horny as fuck, but also don't want to get sick or die, so how do I get it in but safely? I'm waxed and vaxxed. But how do I know if someone else is? We're answering all those questions for you and more today. But before we get into it, guys, please remember, 
Word of mouth helps us. Tell your friends. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it. And leave us a five-star rating or review. We are also on social media. Follow us. I'm at Kinda... Or we are at Kinda Dating across the board. Aisha is here too. Hi, hi, hi. There she is. That lovely voice. Where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance everywhere, y'all. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram. Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Okay, let's get into it because we have one of our favorite guests back, relatively newer guest, but we all love him already on Kind of Dating that he's become a friend and we are so excited to have board certified nurse practitioner, medical contributor to CBS, Fox, Sirius XM, and creator host of the online community Ask the NP. We have Dr. James Simmons back. Well, hello, hello, hello. How are y'all? We're so great. How are you? I am good. It's so good to see the two of you, like, here in this format, right? I know know we kind of chat on the Instagrams and whatever, but I Uh feel like even seeing you here being back, it's like we're one step closer to doing this in person, which apparently we can soon. I know, right? Can't (laughs) wait. Can't wait. But, like... We got to say, you know, you're, you did the episode on um, coming out as an adult and asexuality, and we got a lot, a lot of positive feedback on the asexuality one in particular, because I think it's a topic that people don't talk about, and you explained it so well, and people felt that it was addressed very respectfully. So thank you for that. Oh, that is really, really awesome to hear. Thank you. You know, I... Sometimes I just, you know, y'all know, I roll very real, very honest. So like, I do not identify as asexual. And so I mm. think sometimes it's really, you know, sometimes I don't want to be the necessarily the voice for the asexual community, right? Because that's not necessarily how I identify. But I also feel like, you know, I've given the opportunity to sort of rep the community and just talk about it in a really like in the right way is really important. So I'm glad that your listeners uh, appreciated that. I'm glad I'm glad I did the community right. Yes, Yes, you did. (laughs) And also, thank you right now. You're still at work. You're in your scrubs. You're talking to us uh, straight from the front line um, of something that sort of slowed down. But Uh, wait, before we get into it, we ask the same because, you know, shit can change in a few months. But let's say like single or in a relationship. Oh, very good. Uh, Still in a relationship. In fact, Uh, we need to, I mean, I know you have talked about this before on the podcast, but there is hella mad pressure from, I've called in my husband in the past. We're not technically married. Hella pressure for the proposal. Cause he's oh. like, really? you're done with school. You know, like I finished my doctorate and like, whatever, like mm-hmm. you're done right. with school. Job is cute. Like COVID's, you know, not over, but at least where we live, it's, you know, winded down, whatever. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm where we at and uh i was like wait a minute why should we assume that i propose to you like i think you should propose to me (laughs) okay and we're both stubborn so we may be in this like no you should propose to me no you should propose to me we may be there the rest of our lives (laughs) (laughs) maybe you should both determine one day and you both do it right same time yes well and i was like does there actually have to be a proposal like we both know that we want to spend the rest of our lives with each other. So like, why don't we just yeah. like, but then it gets to it. the wet, like he wants a big wedding. He wants to walk down the aisle. He wants to do all this stuff. Right. He has a huge family. And I'm like, let's go to the beach and then have right. a party. Like the beach. You and I are the same, same James. Like every guy I've ever met has always wanted the big wedding. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
really? Like, shouldn't that be a me thing? But I'm like, can we just go down to the courthouse and just get it done and, <laughs> like, have a party after? Word. Exactly. Like, I would be fine with, like, a big Chinese buffet spread. Yes, <laughs> Afterwards, exactly. some, everybody go get some bottles from Costco. And let's uh, just, let's I just know. like make it do what it do. Like let's rent out a hotel. It could be the Holiday Inn Express. I don't care. No one's driving because we're all drinking and then let's just party and be done with it. You know what I mean? But love it. no, he wants the whole thing. So I don't know. We'll find some compromise. I'm sure. I was going to say, yeah, you'll find yeah. it. And you know, there's definitely a middle in there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, my gosh, since we last spoke, everything. So we're in LA as we do this podcast, and uh, LA just yesterday fully opened 100%, no masks, uh, no social distancing, no anything no required, anything. no, no yeah. capacity limits, nothing, right? Different parts More of the world are in different places. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Uh, parts of even the country, but I would say most of America is relatively open. Canada, where I'm from, is starting to emerge. Um, And, you know, different places, even back in India, they're starting to come out. And I think this this question has been on people's mind for a long time about how to date safely after COVID. So we have a bunch of questions from listeners for you. And... Some that we want to ask, like knowing that they're probably thinking about this. Um, some might seem silly, but this is stuff on people's minds and they want to know. There is so there are Aisha no has the- silly questions whatsoever. Right. It's it's Thank why you. I do what I do. So let fire away. We can do it. I know I like to talk, so we can do it a little more rapid fire this time. Yeah, no, no. We love it. Um, we have a bunch. So Aisha yeah. will start with the first one for you. So the first one is more like a comment, but it's like a general sentiment. (laughs) And the first one is, I don't even know what to expect, but I'm just super excited. Like, what can people expect? Oh, man. I love it. Well, so I I think this like hot girl summer that we all wanted to have last year, we all wanted to get our Megan the on. I think people are going to do it. I think they're already doing it now. I mean, y'all know. Y'all are sort of on the front lines of dating, right? But I like just even the people in my purview, right? Because I'm in that, I'm I'm 42, I'm about to be 43. So I'm in this weird spot of like, like half my friends are single and like mm-hmm. down to mingle, right? And they are out and doing their thing. And then like half of my friends are like married kids, suburbs, like they like don't care about any of that stuff. So I still kind of get to see both sides and trust and believe my single friends or my friends who have open relationships are they are already like it is on so i actually think people can expect that to happen i think people can expect everyone to like this might be sort of a sexual freedom kind of summer right Mm -hmm. like we might be throwing back 1969 kind of thing especially with prep out there right like more people know about prep and people are being gonna be like i'm vaccinated i'm on prep it's been 18 months Let's do the damn thing. And I think people are going to do the damn thing a lot this summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Aisha is our resident single person right now. (laughs) (laughs) Are you nervous about sort of getting back out there in person? Um, Yes, but I'm also like a super germaphobe (laughs) because like I'm like in between. I really want to have that crazy hot girl summer, but I'm also like, I don't like being sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I have this weird, like, I don't know, thing going on in my head. However, I do feel like if I'm out somewhere and have enough to drink, that 
scaredy cat is going to go all out the window. And you, you know, I think you bring up something too about being sick. Like not, not to derail the conversation, but so many people are like, I haven't had a cold. I haven't had a flu. I haven't had anything in almost 18 months because I've been wearing this mask. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely not trip if you're like first date or two or three or this third person or whatever is like, oh, I'm wearing this mask. Like until Mm -hmm. we're like literally in the bedroom or whatever, I'm wearing this mask out because I don't want to be sick either. Yeah, so I was just going to say, should we still be wearing masks, like, on dates, you think? Oh, man, this one is tough. Because it has, so it has been helping. It has helped at least for, like, even with colds and flus and things like that. (laughs) Isn't it nice? I mean, there's there's two schools of thought here, right? So some people will say, okay, you... We need to be exposed to elements that's ha- and then our immune system learns these things. So, mm. like, you know, some people would argue that our immune systems are weaker now because of the masks because we weren't exposed to colds and flus and things like that. Also, your immune system hasn't forgotten that stuff in 18 months, I promise you. Right. So, like, mm. I think the masks in general are a really good thing. I plan to probably wear a mask when I travel, particularly internationally, like forever. Like I just, it was, I yeah. felt completely fine. I, I had my first plane trip. I went back to see my parents a couple of weeks ago, first mm-hmm. time in 18 months. And I felt great with the mask. So I think you should expect to see mask. I also think you should expect to get comfortable meeting people where they are. So if you don't mm-hmm. want to wear a mask and you're fully vaccinated, great. But if you want to go out with someone who wants to wear a mask, right. that's on them, right? I think we're all going to be mm-hmm. sort of a little bit different about this, at least for the next six months or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, on planes and especially uh, transport, I think it's still a requirement to wear it. And in Asian countries, it's so common. It's like yeah. such a there's no weird stigma about wearing masks. So um, but yeah, you're right. I know friends who um, who have, you know, the compromised immune systems. And so they feel more comfortable in the beginning wearing masks around people. Um, or like when we go into a restaurant, they, they prefer to wear it and then Mm -hmm. take it off just at the table. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're saying just sort of be open to, and meet people halfway with where they might be. Yeah. You know, we got the masks, unfortunately got politicized. This whole thing got politicized. And so even if you just want to remove some of that, like, Because and I know myself, too. So I could be like, okay, I'm fully vaccinated, but my community is still wearing the mask. So, like, let me support my community. Let me be okay with all of this. Like, I'm gonna wear a mask to to dinner or whatever. And then if I walk in, I might immediately make an assumption about someone that I've been talking to online about whether or not they have a mask on. Like, let's say I see them walk up the sidewalk and come into the restaurant and they don't have a mask on. I could assume that person is an anti-vaxxer and they were like, COVID's not real. I'm never, I've never worn a mask anyway. I never got sick. Woo, woo, woo. And I can make assumptions. That person could actually be on the completely other side. They could be a scientist right. or a medical professional and be like, well, guess what? I'm fully vaccinated, have been already. Maybe I got COVID before. I have natural immunity. I really don't need to wear a mask, which is the honest truth. And I'm trying to encourage people to be comfortable with being vaccinated. So I'm not going to wear my mask. But if we start mm-hmm. making assumptions about people either way, just solely based off of the mask, you could be missing out on some like hot sex or something. Like you never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like don't that's make assumptions. Just, that's what I say. Just true. like meet, meet people where they are with this, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a smart uh, piece of advice. So, you know, one thing, an element of this that I think is really underlying is that people have been living in fear for a really long time now. It's been 18 months. Now things are starting to open. And for some people, it feels a bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, there's a 
a psychiatrist at uh, David Spiegel at the Stanford School of Medicine who said, uh, when people start avoiding something, they then associate it as something dangerous or stressful. And this human interaction now is starting to feel stressful for people. So it's like, how can people deal with the anxiety of being around another human in an intimate like way area, I don't know, like in wherever you were going with that. Yeah. 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 Well, so I, I honestly feel like you can almost adapt some of the, the principles speaking of psychology of like cognitive behavioral therapy. So, you know, people who are scared of uh, boats, let's say for instance, sometimes they will just walk out to a dock and look at a boat. Right. And then they just get to the, they, they step onto the boat, but no one ever pulls the anchor. The boat never leaves, whatever. Right. And then sometimes you get on the boat and then they just start the engine. And then sometimes you get on the boat and it goes 10 feet away and it comes back, right? You baby step your way. And then the next thing you know, this person's out there on a boat like for days and they love it, right? They're booking cruises. So that's that's <laughs> a, a very, very poor description of like a cognitive behavioral therapy sort of thing. So I think that there there's something to that. You know, my partner and I really had to do that as well. We sort of had to baby step. Like first was our friends who are couples who are, right. who are coupled. We know they got vaccinated early. They came over to the backyard. We sat them 10 feet away. Like they had their Mm -hmm. own thing. We had our own thing. And then we took off our masks. Now, the next Mm -hmm. thing you know, the wine was flowing and all four of us were like, I love you by the end. You know, we're like giving kisses and hugs and whatever. But then we were like, okay, they're vaccinated. We're vaccinated. Everyone's fine. And then a couple of weeks later, you know, another couple of friends were like, hey, we should hang out. And we're like, okay. So we did. And we met in a park and whatever. And then we had our first people in the house for dinner a few weeks ago and like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think... You know, if, if this is something that causes you anxiety, it's okay. Own that. The whole world. And we should be. We should still be a little bit on guard for this thing. The Delta variant yeah. is now more than 10% of cases in the United States. Like, we're in a deep lull that hopefully is always going to stay this low. But there are lots of places in the world that are not, that are still really, really bad. And we live in a global society. And if everyone's starting to travel again, the expectation is that this could come back. So I think it's okay to be a little anxious. I think you also have to push yourself just a little bit, you know, with a trusted person and see how you feel after Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that's a that's a good point about taking it slow. Like we take it slow with our friends and and with our family as we've been starting to reintroduce ourselves to the world. So we shouldn't feel embarrassed about taking it slow with a stranger that you want to fuck. You know what I mean? Absolutely it's not. Like, right. It's okay. <laughs> and Which I, I think, I think this the, is a- the openness of that conversation to me is really sexy, right? So mm-hmm. if someone is like, yeah. yes, I want to do all of these horrible, dirty, nasty, wonderful things to you. Let me spell them out for you. And by the way, like, but first I want to meet you and we're going to have a mask. Like, show me your vaccination card. Like, okay, if that's the new, like, can I buy you a drink? Cool. You know, (laughs) I think that's great. Right. (laughs) This leads us perfectly to our next question. Yeah, I was going to say, should we be asking for people's vaccination cards? Is that taboo? Is that the new, how old are you? Like, (laughs) (laughs) The new, what's your sign? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. How long have you been vaccinated? You know, I think this one is really, really tough. So I just want to say on the record, businesses asking for your vaccination card is not a violation of your HIPAA rights, right? Your your health privacy. Mm -hmm. I, as a medical provider, other other medical nursing, physical therapy, psychotherapy, all of those, all of us in that world 
and institutions. So your doctor's office, your NP's office, a hospital, whatever. We have to abide by a certain set of guidelines. No one else is privy to those. So if an airline, if a restaurant, if a beauty salon asks you for your vaccination card, they have every right to. And if they want to refuse you service because you don't want to show it, they have every right to. So mm. I kind of feel like that extends to people too. I, you know, I think it feels a little intrusive um, mm. at first, but also I think if we normalize it, we, uh, which we're good at in this society anymore, we're normalizing it. Like think about it, four or five years ago, when you ask someone what their pronouns were, people would look at you all crazy. Well, now like everyone sort of gets that, right? Like, what are your pronouns, yeah. right? We normalized that real quick, thank God, because mm. we need to do more for the trans community. That's another conversation. But I think if we just normalize that, like, hey, boo-boo, when'd you get your vaccine? Let me see. Right, right. right. And they just be like, <laughs> flash the card and then off you go, you know? Exactly. And I think, um, you know, it's also in how you ask it. I think if if uh, any part of communication, if you come at it uh, from a angry or kind of defensive or accusatory sort of tone, then you'll probably get some like weird pushback. But I think if people are honest, like, hey, you know, I'm still kind of feeling it out and not feeling completely comfortable. Um I'm worried about my parent or I have an underlying condition or I just don't want to get sick. I'm perfectly healthy. I don't want to get sick. Would you mind if I could see your vaccination card? It would just make me feel at ease. And if the person is a dick and doesn't want to show that to you, then you should already be like, God bless. Like, this is not the type of person you want to be with. If Mm -hmm. some small, tiny thing like that they can't do to make you feel comfortable, um, then, you know, and or if they're they didn't get vaccinated, I think it's in our right to protect ourselves to ask those questions because nobody 100 percent like, sorry, like these strangers that we fuck aren't going to come help us or be on our deathbed if some shit happens. So like, (laughs) right. (laughs) I mean, I think that's. That is completely appropriate. Also, offer yours up first, right? You just be oh, like, yeah, hey, here's that's my, good, yeah. you know, you can, you know, take a picture of it and then on the picture, you know, white out your date of birth or whatever if you feel like you need to. But then like, be like, oh, hey, here's my vaccination card. Let me see yours. Like you could just make it's it real also chill. like STDs, right? Like people ask about that shit. I totally do. I'm like, I'm sorry. When was the last time you got tested? Can I see mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. There are some people I didn't trust and I would be like, can I see it? Yeah, right. absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, and I've been feel like I've been doing that, or at least heralding this for a long time since my 20s. But I would be like, um, so listen, I know you want to do all those crazy wild things. Let's go to the clinic together. I literally have drug yeah. people, and I've been I, I had oh, I had good. an F, FB for a very long time in between relationships in Chicago before I met my current partner. And every time we were both single, we would go get tested mm-hmm. together, and we'd be mm-hmm. like, cool, everything wow. checks out, and now we don't have to worry about anything. And then like we would wild out. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's smart. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like people need to like. I yeah, I've had scares before, and I'm after that. I was like, oh, never again. I'm like, show me your shit. If it's not like I've done it for everybody, but you know, there's some that are suspect, and you're like, I know you. You have been around. (laughs) No, not you, friend. Not you. Aisha, what's another question we got? Love it. Well, sort of like on that front is when can we start kissing? Is that okay? Should we be kissing? Which is wild, right? Uh, Because it, (laughs) okay. So 
case in point, friends that came over to the backyard like a couple weeks ago, as we were leaving, you know how the gays do, as we were leaving, we were like, oh, I love you. And we went in for the kiss and we all were like, hey. Oh, and it yeah. was just like a peck on the lips, right? Just like, I, you know, love you. And instead, we're like, well, and we're all vaccinated, right? But we're like, well, let's do the the French, right. you know, the, the uh, European, whatever. Yeah, like the, the European. I'm going to give you your cheeks or whatever. Um, I mean, it's funny, particularly in terms of COVID, there are lots of things that you can do sexually that are less dangerous than making out with someone, <laughs> right? Wait, wait, what? In, in terms oh, of right, I guess that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, wait, uh, wait. I mean, yes, I am. While I am in an office right now at work, I do think that the walls are quite thin. So I won't go into the, you know, quite specifics yeah, about yeah. the things that you can do, but you can imagine. So yes. uh, I think it, it, like you said, Aisha, goes back to that previous conversation. Like, especially if you're like, I'm the kissing bandit, right? Like, I just love right. to make out with folks, you know, like you should be like, are you vaccinated? Because I want to make out with you. Right. Okay, so follow-up questions to that Mm -hmm. while we're getting a little raunchy here about, like, okay, so there are things you can do outside of making out. What about oral sex? Or Mm -hmm. sex? Can it be passed on through that? Sex is safe, right? It's not not sexually transmitted. Correct. So we have found um, elevators. Evidence of COVID in like seminal fluid, vaginal fluid, those things, but it doesn't, that does not appear to be a mode of trans, uh, transmission. So, okay. and just because something is present there doesn't mean that that's how it's transmitted. So, interestingly, you know, I think I was even telling people like six months ago, sometimes like oral sex, one person has their mask on or there's a barrier in between or whatever, like is from a COVID standpoint, purely COVID standpoint is actually mm-hmm. safer than like kissing someone because we know it's it's droplets, wow. it's aerosolized, you know. But how can, so wait. <laughs> <laughs> but oral sex, it's uh-huh. like, but your mouth, like the COVID and shit lived in your, like your throat. And uh-huh. then what if you got, you're like giving somebody a blowjob, can you pass it to his dick, like through your mouth? Like, no. is that not considered an opening for him? Correct. I'm Or her. I'm, like if you're, you right. know, if it's exactly, I'm not going to say that it is an impossibility because it definitely is not impossible, but no, you need, you need the right types of mucous membranes and the right types of mm. cells oh. in order for it to, for COVID to get into your cells and then start like live in you and then start to replicate. It also oh. depends okay, a lot on people's and, and sorry to interrupt, but it, it, it does depend on people's viral load as well. So we kind of talk about like in HIV, we talk about viral loads as well. So same thing with for a viral load for COVID. So if you have a really, really low viral load of COVID, it's really hard for you to pass it on through any means whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to have a lot of COVID in your body to pass it on to other people. Um, Same with HIV, right? So I, I will say this as many times as possible, but if people listening don't know this, if you're undetectable, you have a viral load that is undetectable with HIV, you cannot transmit HIV to someone else, even through unprotected sex. So undetectable equals untransmittable. So if you get that viral load low, if you have HIV by taking your meds, you cannot transmit HIV to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Same, kind of the oh, same with cool. COVID, right? So if the viral load of yeah. your COVID is really, really super low, that's why like People will test positive for COVID a couple weeks later, but their viral load is so low, they're not contagious to anybody. Uh, right, right, right. Oh, that's good to know. That is good to um, know. So what is, and this applies to a friend of mine, what, and, and he had asked this question, what is the risk 
if both people dating are vaccinated, but one has an underlying condition? Hmm. Very good. I think it depends on the underlying condition. I think it depends mm-hmm. on the, the overall health status of the person in general. Um, Mm -hmm. so the vaccinations, you know, we recommend them for people with almost all underlying conditions, most underlying conditions. But if you do have something particularly that you're taking medications for, or that requires periodic follow-up, always ask that person that you're following up with. I think before you get the vaccine, it's really good to have a conversation about that. You know, there's the scare about blood clots with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine a couple Mm -hmm. of months ago. If you have a clotting disorder, Okay, you should probably talk to your primary care provider about that yeah. before you get the Johnson Johnson vaccine or get one of the other vaccines. Yeah. Um, so I think it depends on if that person has an underlying condition, but it's really, really well controlled and they're vaccinated. I think your risk goes back to essentially your normal risk as before. Yeah. Yeah. And the partner is vaccinated. And uh, and yeah. I think like this, this couple is in a commit like a more exclusive relationship. Mm hmm. So it should yeah, be. Low. So I would, I would guess that their risk of and 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 if if we're just speaking the risk of like contract passing COVID to each other, uh, it, it's very very low. It would be on par with the data that we're seeing. So you know when it came out, you know Pfizer and Moderna were somewhere both around ninety four and ninety five. We're seeing in real life those that's still tremendous, right? That is still like wild. Froze successful. right there. Oh, did I? At the magic yeah, you, we we just <laughs> lost you as soon as you said, and the data was. <laughs> right, right, right. So that you know, it came out eight, 94, 95 percent in trials. In real life, they're trending about eighty nine to ninety percent effective. The Pfizer and Moderna, um, and Johnson and Johnson is still kind of hanging out in the like mid seventies. Um, so in terms of effectiveness, so you're still ninety percent protected against. Remember. The vaccines mm-hmm. protect you against getting seriously ill and dying from COVID, not from right. getting COVID. And I think that's really important. Right. A lot of people don't realize this. They get so wound up. All the people online come at me with this all the time. Oh, the, my sister-in-law, brother's cousin's auntie's dog sitter, hairdresser got COVID, but she had the vaccine. The vaccine right. doesn't work. No, that no. <laughs> Actually, are you ready for a truth bomb? We're all going to get COVID at some point in our lives. This virus is here to stay. It is going mm-hmm. to spread and keep spreading. And it might be 10 years from now. It might be two months from now. Everybody is going to get exposed to COVID at some point in time if you have not already. Do you want to get exposed without a vaccine? Or do you want a 90% chance that this, vac- that this COVID is not going to make you seriously ill or die? I'm going to take, take my chances with 90%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I um, got COVID in February and still took both vaccines as soon as it was available in April and I was like, I'm not taking any. Mm-hmm. And I You're still, like, like I went now. to Trader Joe's and I still <laughs> wear a mask yeah. in a grocery store. There's certain areas I just still feel comfortable wearing a mask. And then there are others with my friends. I'm fine. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it just, you have to do what's right for you. But what you said is very important because my family, even though they're, they are all vaccinated, will still try to like fight me on some sh- shit for no real reason. They'll like send me an article like, see, this person still got COVID. I'm like, it says right. you, you could still get it. Just you won't you have a severe it. or life threatening right. reaction. I saw somebody compare it to. It's like go, you, go get, ahead, you wear a seatbelt so that if you get in a car accident, you won't die. You know what I mean? It's like that. 
It just yeah, it's like a layer said, of protection, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, absolutely. And it's you know, oh, you're infringing on my rights, and da da da. Oh, okay. You know, all these <laughs> private business things, like, okay, this this hair salon has a right to not serve your little non-vaccinated butt, too. So, like, that's fine. Right. Yes. And can I tell you, I literally have a bit about this in my stand-up where I go, we literally blindly follow a dress code at a club more than we do a mask mandate. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> right? True. Guys won't, like, that's nobody will question you and they're like, oh, you can't wear sneakers. Oh, you can't wear jeans. If you go into certain jobs, if you have a Wall Street job, you have to be in a suit. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that not fucking infringing on your rights? I'm like, that's insane. But I always joke, the the joke about the actual punchline to the club thing is that there's incentive at the end. Like people think if I don't wear sneakers tonight, like I might get pussy. Uh huh. So I'm like, the CDC really should have had a campaign that said no mask, no pussy. And everybody would have been fucking masked up. Look at you. I mean, I posted something very recently from the unbiased science podcast. They are amazing by the way. They're like, two of the smartest women on the planet earth. And they, they post this stuff all the time. If y'all don't follow them, please do the unbiased science podcast. And Ooh, yeah. they posted this thing about, cause you know, at, at its core, COVID is a microvascular disorder. So it impacts the inside of blood vessels. Now where we that manifests the most that we see it the most is in respiratory issues. So is why people can't mm-hmm. breathe. And we sometimes have to intubate them and the whole nine, but we're seeing this in all these other changes, including in the vasculature of your penis. And so we are finding people who got COVID were of even asymptomatic or had a very mild case, but now they're young men or young people with penises having erectile dysfunction as wow. a result of COVID. Holy shit. I feel like if that was being pushed, yeah. <laughs> there'd be a lot of folks that'd be like, nope, I don't want over. Everyone, exactly. I Whoa. feel like sex is such a big incentive and I'm like, we need to like be talking about that. 100% I agreed. It. I, I think um, it, it, it would make a big deal. Aisha, what's another question we got? Let's see. Another question that we got. Um, I mean, here's another, I guess, general one is, I don't know if you're ready to date after all of this COVID pandemonium. Ooh, I mean, that's a tough one, right? <laughs> Like, no, right. like, are, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I want to send it back to you, Aisha. Like, how do you, how, what are your parameters for like, am I ready to date or do I even want to date? Cause I feel like on a, like a emotional level, I know so many people who are like quitting their jobs, moving mm-hmm. to different parts of the country, like in and out of relationships, like all this kind of stuff. Everyone had their, say what you will about this saying, but everyone had their come to Jesus moment sort of during COVID. And a lot of people now that we're coming out of it are like, wait, I'm cool on my own. Or like, I thought I wanted to date X type of person and now I really want to date Y, you know, like. Right. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. There's been a lot of time for self-reflection and there's been like different periods. Like, I feel like this is a whole nother one. Now, Now that we are coming out, it's like, oh, okay. Shit is real now. I actually have to make real choices. So I feel like, I don't know. I guess you just have to sort of sit in with yourself and just be really honest with what you want. Like for the longest time, I thought, no, not that I thought, I was. I was like totally cool being single. I was an independent woman, whatever. And like until very recently, I'm like, ah, actually, I think I'm ready to not be that independent woman anymore. And, you know, 
have a little something, you something. Still be so. independent. Well, yeah, yeah, but like I am like very independent. Yes, I get it. Very right. Very. A little less, but very. yeah. So you know, it's just a lot of sitting there and being honest with yourself, and then either putting yourself out there or not, depending on whatever your decision is. But mm-hmm. yeah. and do you do you feel ready safety wise? I think I do. Yeah, I feel pretty good safety-wise. I mean, I'm vaccinated. I still wear a mask when I have to. And I know I'm going to be talking to people who are on, you know, similar level as me, basically. Mm-hmm. That's like a, that's a non-starter, I would say. I mean, it can that's sort of good. limit the dating pool pretty quick. Because sometimes I feel like it might, it might be hard. I mean, I haven't been single in eight years, but I feel like part of, sometimes you're like, dang, there's so many people out there. Like, well, where do I begin? So you might just be like vaccinated or not. Whoosh. Cut that list yeah. down by, I mean, at least in California, 70% of us have at least one shot. So like, I mean, you're pretty probably going to find someone that's vaccinated, but you could at least start there and be like, I don't want to talk to anybody who's not vaccinated. Exactly. Well, actually, that's a great point because there's a stat that I think Bumble or somebody released that uh, if your profile says you are vaccinated, they have found those profiles have a 70, 70, 70% increase in uh, matches. Really? If they oh, say yeah. vaccinated, because people are nervous about these things, and rightfully so. I mean, here's, you know, I was reading about this as I was prepping for this um, topic and trying to under, understand some of the scenarios people are going through. One shocked me. I didn't even think about this, that there was a story about a, a young guy who, who started dating a girl. Um, she mentioned that she has long covid and now they started, they went out, I guess, a couple times or talked a couple times. And by the third date, she disappeared. And he, like, messaged her and he WhatsApped her and all this stuff. And, and then he ended up, like, checking her WhatsApp three months later and saw she hadn't looked at her WhatsApp for three months. And he actually was like, I hate to say it, but I'm worried that she might've died. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. These are things that are actually happening. So I am curious about the long COVID aspect of it and, and dating, like, is there any advice for dating someone with long COVID or people who are dating who have long COVID? Yeah. I mean, get ready for the unknown, right? Um, prepared or not be prepared to know what the heck is going to happen. That's, that's crazy. That story is crazy <laughs> to be, to be totally honest. Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a, it's a thing I didn't even think about. I was like, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. You could date somebody who had COVID or long COVID mm-hmm. and then who knows and then, maybe, right. or maybe hopefully it's just that of the scenarios, hopefully she just maybe got ill and like, you know, versus dead. Right. Or she was on 90 Day Fiance and she's off filming a show somewhere. Or right. Something, or right? She had to, she had to like just <laughs> ghost out. No, I, I think that there's so many things that we're finding from long haulers, like long COVID syndrome that we just don't know are happening. And I, I think it's also it's a place where people need to really be forthright about this. Like if you had COVID and now you're experiencing some sorts of symptoms, I think it's on the same line as if you have a chronic disease or if you are seriously ill with something, what's best for you in terms of um, telling your partner or potential partner about that, right? So I don't, do you guys watch the show Be Positive? 
It, it is. I haven't yet, but I've heard of it. Yes, so is it good? cute. It is the cutest show. And yes, I'm about to say CBS Network because apparently I'm my grandmother. But CBS is doing like some dope stuff these days. So like it's this show Chuck is Lori really cute. Show. And that one, I don't want to spoil too much, but dude has end stage renal disease and he needs a kidney transplant. That's kind of what the whole show is about. And he meets this woman who's a friend, but they she's going to donate her kidney, and it's wild. Well, he ends up meeting someone who, and she's like dying from cancer. And so they, he ends up meeting somebody who what? Sorry, you cut out. Who has cancer. Oh, got it. And is dying dying from cancer, like actually dying from cancer. And so they have to have a conversation about like, do they want to even do this? Like, do they even oh. want to have this relationship because of whatever? And, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll let you, that'll be my cliffhanger and you can see what, what they end up doing with this. But I think that's an important conversation to be like, I have long yeah. COVID right now. It's really, it's affecting my toes or it's affecting my memory or, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I have a 30 year old right now in the hospital who's got his heart is working at 8% of what it should be because of post COVID. So like, wow, that dude probably just doesn't feel like dating anybody, <laughs> but like, you know, I think you have to be well, forthright yeah. people and be like, I got this going on just FYI, you know? Yeah. And that is a thing. I mean, for, uh, you know, cause I got lucky that I didn't get any, any, uh, lingering symptoms after COVID, but long COVID does remind me a lot of the symptoms is like, I used to have Lyme disease and I had it for seven years. So we didn't know why I was so sick. So I really had to become very comfortable with exactly what you said. I have no idea how I'll feel tomorrow. I have no idea what's to come. And I used to tell people, Hey, look, just letting you know, I have limitations. Like there are certain things that I can do. There are certain things I can't do. Um, I don't know why. Sometimes I get sick. I have a lower immunity. So like I used to have to tell people that. And in a sense, for those people with long COVID, I could just say it helps you weed out people fast. You know, mm. if somebody can handle you saying some simple truth like that, then great. And if they can't, then that's not the person you would need anyways because they're not going to be supportive of what you're going through. Um, So obviously not the same thing, but it just reminds me a lot of that, the lingering symptoms and being able to not explain what you're going through. And then, and a lot of it is like, you don't feel like dating either. I didn't want to date seriously for a long time because I thought who would want to deal with this? Mm. Um, But good people love you for you. So, you know... I shouldn't say good people because it's not like they're bad people for not having to deal, not, not being able to deal with, with your thing. But the right person for you will love you for you. Yeah, I think that that's a it's a a good point because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make someone a bad person that they're like you know where I am in my life right now is I cannot be the support that you need for all of these things going on. Like, you know, I I need someone who can be X, Y, and Z or whatever. So I, I that's tough though, man. That's I've never been asked that question. Great job, kind of dating listeners. I've never been asked that question, that, but that is great. And something super serious to think about for our long, long hauler, long COVID folks. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just a couple more questions for you, Dr. James, if you can hang on. I'm in, yeah. Um, Aisha, what you got? Okay, so lockdowns are, you know, they're fading away. Um, and we've developed a lot of different habits over this whole year. Are there any things that we've done in during COVID that we should keep with us forever. (laughs) (laughs) And in relation to like dating dating. and and what do we think? 
this was not my words at all. Someone else put this up there, but I, I reposted this the other day about we did not we did not all come through what we came through to go back to our chaotic lives beforehand. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think this ability to spend time with ourselves and be sort of introspective and really understand what we need is not a selfish thing at all. I think it will actually help people. Like I have people pleaser tendencies. And so it's helped the people pleasers. I mean, like you just literally can't people please everyone when you can't like physically be there with them. Right. And it actually helped me work, give me some time to work through some of that stuff. So I think all those things that you worked through, bring that with you. Right. I think all of those things um, are really super important from a medical standpoint. I think to being able to talk more openly about health in general, like this forced all of us to do that. Right. Like people being like, I had COVID like there's, is there stigma in that? Okay. Well, if you're cool about talking about that, then you can maybe also talk about like, all right, well, I want to talk about HPV and like, do you want to vaccinate your kids? Did you ever get a vaccination? All these things. Or like people who have, you know, lots of my friends and family and whatever have HIV. Um, and it's something that's, you know, very, very near and dear to me. And I, so people, but there's so much stigma with that. Right. But I think so many people are like, we talk about health. We keep everything out in the open right now. And there's less stigma about being like, Hey, I have HIV. I take my meds. I'm, you know, uh, undetectable. Let's do the damn thing. So I think that talking about health, um, I think being able to like bring your whole self, I think wearing masks, in some degree, we're all going to be doing this the rest of our lives. I think is really, really important. Um, the other thing is, I know a lot of people got really, really, really great at masturbating in the last eighteen months. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> right. And I think that there's <laughs> like you, if whatever that new toy that you got or that new technique or whatever, like do not be afraid to bring that into the bedroom now that you might be somebody else in there with you, right? I think that I love own it. That. Actually, they've never really done stat. I should, I wonder what the stats are on sex toys if like they've. If oh, just like to. that industry saw a increase, it must have. I, I know yeah. early on, so like by the fall of last year, it had seen mm-hmm. a huge increase. That there, oh, there were a, wow. there was a big increase. I don't know since then if it had leveled off or whatever. But I, you know, I think a lot of people were like, "All right, I'm literally up in this house by myself." I've always wondered, yeah. hmm. and I could get this discreetly <laughs> delivered, ordered. I don't have right. anything else to do on a Saturday exactly. night. Exactly. So let me have mm-hmm. a glass of wine, an edible, and let me. Uh, <laughs> See how this thing works. And I think a lot of people really got into that. That's great. Like you need to be able to be so comfortable exploring your body in all different kinds of ways, health-wise, sexually, all of that. And bring all that with you to the dating world for sure. That's very good advice. We have uh, two last questions. So one is is probably on the nose, but uh, is it okay to meet in person right away or should people still sort of do this FaceTime dating or video dates first? Should they still be outside? Mm. I'm still, I'm, I think I'm a little biased because I worked, worked so much on the front lines um, yeah. here in California and was really, you know, sort of like personally impacted by this. So I still am like, there's nothing wrong with a little outdoor picnic, a little outdoor restaurant <laughs> to meet folks. Right. But I, yeah. you get so much from meeting someone in person. Because they're their swagger, the way they carry themselves, how they smell, like all that kind of stuff. Like I think all that stuff is really all the nonverbals are so important. Um, so I still say like meet folks, but if it's accessible to you, especially because it's summer in the entire country right now, still meet outside. 
And if you're both vaccinated and you meet outside, it should be very you're lower. Fine. You can technically meet indoors. You could technically just have them come over to the house. Like, that's why but, we got vaccinated. But the outside, but. we're like, go out, get yeah. some beer. And also, because I know one of my friends was still so worried about this, even though he was vaccinated. I was like, yeah, but you're outside. Like, you should be. You're you're fine outside. The, fine. The, it, it is depend different types of research but it depends it is anywhere between six and 25 times less likely to contract depending on the other mm. person's viral load and the airflow and all this thing which you're uh, outside so you're so much safer outside and then if you're vaccinated you're like mega safe it's fine right so this is our last question this is kind of for the group i want to know what both of you think will dating ever be the same I don't think anything is ever going to be the same. <laughs> but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I think it's cool that people are taking the time to sort of FaceTime first or, you know, taking it a little bit slower, um, you know, realizing more stuff about themselves. So I don't think it's going to be the same, but I don't think it's a bad thing that it's not going to be the same, personally. I, what do you think, Dr. James? Do I, you think <laughs> this will go away? I do actually. I think <laughs> I think in about I think in about two three years, when this pandemic is really under control globally, if none of these variants have gotten completely out of control and the world is chill, like the world is like Southern California is now, people gonna be, people gonna act like they ne- this never happened, right? Just we as a species forget things so quickly. Right. We just like and we repeat history, unfortunately, in so many different ways. And I think in two, three years, people are going to be like, what, Panda? What are you talking about? Vaccine? Like, uh. like people are going to go back to just wilding out the way they were. And for better or for worse, I hope science keeps up with that so that we prevent this from being like a, you know, annual pandemic. You know what I mean? Oh, God. You took the words right out of my mouth. I feel the exact same way. I'm like, people forget shit so quickly. I know it feels like, oh, we'll have this slow dating thing now. But I'm like, in in exactly what you said, in a couple years, if things are still, if we can keep it in control, our minds want to forget trauma. So they're like, mm-hmm. bye, forget it, didn't happen. Um, it might even be by the end of the summer. I mean, by the end of the I summer, know, people just I might know. be like, no, I, what do you like think? Labor this is Day. not. This is, gonna be wild. this is not it's dating wild. related. But what do you think? Do you think this thing is coming back in the fall? Because I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I do. Really? I, I yeah, don't I think, think it's going to come back as bad variant. as it did. But yep, these variants are going to make a difference. I think there's enough people. We're not going to get to herd immunity anytime soon, just because enough people aren't getting vaccinated. So herd immunity is going to have to come through natural immunity, which means people have to get it, which means people have to get sick, right? And so I don't think it's going to be anywhere like it was this past winter, but I do think it will come back. I think it will be cyclical. I think the flu season is going to be pretty rough this year, too, because a lot of people getting flu for the first time in a year or two. Um, I'm not looking forward to it, but I also am really encouraged that there are so many vaccines out there. If we need to boost people, we know that in lots of places, at least 70% of people are willing to get boosted. You know, like, right. I think we can I control am. it a lot better, but I still, I think it's mm-hmm. going to come back. Yeah, I definitely, I, I still look forward to the boost. I don't give a shit. I'm like, give me that, yep. give me that booster shot. Me um, 
<laughs> also, I had this uh, other bit in my stand-up exactly about this where I'm like, all these people who like don't want to get vaxxed up because they're worried about what they're putting in their body, yet at the same time, like we drink fucking alcohol, which is pure yeah. poison. It's just poison. It's controlled poison. And, yeah. and people like worried about their fertility and their brain. I'm like, alcohol actually like kills your brain cells. Mm-hmm. It affects your fertility. Mm-hmm. If you go to any medical doctor for any issue you ever have, ever, 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 the first thing they tell you is cut back on alcohol. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> cut it out so It's like the first thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's literally like how, how slowly can I kill off your liver? Like that's literally what, I, and I drink yes. like, but I'm just saying that like, that, that's what it is. You're right. Yeah. And the other part is a lot of us eat ass. So like, let's think about that. Think about, mm-hmm. think that's about whole, the bacteria that lives in the feces that come out of your ass. And then we're worried about what we're putting in our body. Mm-hmm. That's a whole episode. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Cause there's some glorious <laughs> things about that, but you got to do it the right way. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm saying don't don't not take a vaccine because you're worried about what you're putting in your body. Uh-huh. Right. Those, yeah. like, those there's no fucking Cheetos. excuse. Blaming on Cheetos. Exactly. McDonald's, like literally Hello. everything. All of it. Right. <sighs> Dr. James, thank you so much for being on thank the you show. For having we me. You so much. I love you. You've too. already done six questions before. Uh-huh. So we'll we'll lead everybody to that episode. It was uh, Dr. James uh, coming out as an adult episode um, and the asexual episode. Please check those out. He's amazing in that. You are so (laughs) wonderful here, but you are also so wonderful on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. How can everyone find you, Dr. James? At Ask the NP, NP as a nurse practitioner, at Ask the NP. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter. But at Ask the NP underscore on TikTok now, we're trying, trying. Yeah. And uh, very soon, a newly refreshed AskTheNP.com is coming out in a couple of weeks. So Ooh. if you're listening to this podcast a little bit later, you can look out for the new AskTheNP.com. Yay. And uh, guys, all of these will be in the description of this episode. So please um, just check the link there and follow him. You have some amazing Instagrams. We love it. Uh, really you. funny videos. Thank you. And, thank uh, and informative, but they're funny. You're so cute. Mm-hmm. Thank, I love you. <laughs> thank you all for having me on here too. I really, really appreciate it. I seriously so, so look forward to this. Um, and it's always such a fun conversation. And I, you make me feel all young and pretty and single and dating and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we, we love you. Thank uh, you so much. Uh, guys, follow us. We're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. And as your complicated friend, I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. If you could please tell a friend and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, we'd be so grateful. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. And Deanna Martinez is our graphic designer. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.